1: Welcome back to another episode of Just Introduce Yourself. Get it right up to the mic and get it going. There we go. I hear it. Well, it's me again. It's Chris Moore from Always Room for More Podcast. Is that like when Batman walks in, there's the bat signal, but you got like a ball rip that just hits off the the front? (laughs) Basically, that's what I try to do. I'm glad there's people that are like pro like, yeah, I do it. I'm like, it's like Marion Barion, the mayor of DC. He was honest about smoking crack and he did his job. Just be honest about it. I don't care exactly yeah like like rob
0: ford before he died you know he got caught smoking crack too with like a bunch of people but he tried to deny it that's the problem
1: it only is bad if it's prostitutes that's when we have an issue <laughs> the drugs do them all i don't care i don't i'm not a, your tweets probably give me more anxiety than anything i've ever seen like the politics aside just your tweets in general give me more anxiety than seeing the shit show that happens with politics because the amount of bong hits you do i've seen your and i've look the last weed i've had was probably when i was cleaning up my grandmother's house near march she towards the end of her life got into edibles i remember i saw the package i was like oh fuck i love edibles i'll do edibles all day (laughs) those is those are a good type of high there's the smoking it that i hate and then right. there's the edible ones because that one's like you eat it and then you just got to see what the hell happens. It's always <laughs> been a great experience, but I took them and I ate like this. It was like a little, like, you know, the little watermelon slices you get as candy.
0: Yeah. We got some of those in the fridge.
1: It, it tastes good, <laughs> but yeah. it tastes like, it's like black pepper a little bit. Like it tastes like it's peppered and I okay, ate I it that. and I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's good. And my, my mom's like, did you just eat that? I was like. Yeah. She's like, you're only supposed to eat like a quarter of that whole thing. I was like, I ate the two that were in the package. She goes, oh my God. And I didn't notice it until like, I guess I got home and I was editing a podcast and my guest happened to be from like the Philippines. So I just had to hope to God when I woke up the next day. That it wasn't like a, a crazy edit because I knew halfway through I was beatboxing into my microphone that was just sitting here it wasn't even on and I was just getting so high and I, I noticed when I was editing I was like I'm really high and I went into my uh, my uh, bedroom and I have like one of those it's a like a yellow light but it's soft. Right. And I, I, I had it on and I looked in the mirror and I just like, I took a Snapchat. I was just like, I'm so baked right now. Cause I was like my, I, I looked like the classic, like this person should never drive or do anything of that sort. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, what do they call them? Uh, well, easy bakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Easy bake. I'm not a fan of um just getting high. I think because I've always had really bad experiences from it. Um, mm-hmm. What's your worst experience?
0: Oh, my worst experience with weed? Uh, I got, it's was actually with edibles. Uh, one day, I got off work, and I was like, fuck, I got no weed. But I got these edibles. So I ate like six of them. And I got on the bus going home. And all of a sudden, I just started getting real head, like lightheaded. And I just got like, you know when you're about to puke, and your mouth gets all saliva-y? It just fills up with saliva? I had that happening. And I was like, uh-oh, I'm on the bus. Like, I, the fuck am I supposed to do here? <laughs> So I started kind of tripping out and stuff like that and started getting really hot and i was like okay i gotta i gotta calm down I gotta breathe relax
1: <laughs> the worst feeling in the world is when you have to put your hands on your knees like you just ran to third base and your face is just pale white and you're just breathing and you know it's coming And i'm like that's what i hate so much and every time i've gotten high has been that experience and i'm like maybe it's just not for me maybe i should try a harder drug like coke <laughs> well that's what they say you know
0: each his own, you know. Some people can handle uh, alcohol better than other people. Like I don't mind alcohol, but I don't think I can handle it as well as other people do. So I try not to drink as much. I drink here and there, but
1: not it's, often. It's a gamble. It's like dipping. I'm now I'm never gonna dip again. I did it my first time. I packed a giant lip because my buddy told me to, and I was skateboarding. So you're breathing in and then doing. And dude, all I've had. Ba- I'm gl- maybe I'm like I'm like probably like the the most. I guess vanilla kid, my age, just because I don't do anything insane. And I think it's because every time I've tried it, I've just been wrong time, wrong place. And it's just been the worst experience of my entire life.
0: Yeah. it has gotta be careful with that. Right. Cause a buddy of mine, he, uh, first, first time he started smoking me, he took a big bong, took like this and greened out. That's where he basically he passed out and like puked and all that stuff. And he was like, I'm never getting high again. And he barely touches it now.
1: <laughs> what do you typically think about when you do get high? What do you mean? Like, do you go deep into contemplation of thought? Do you start to question why is money a thing? Why are we <laughs> using paper and it's got to be green? Like, does it make any sense why it's green?
0: Like, uh, there was actually one of our episodes we talked about um, what happens to smells if it has not smelt. Like, if someone farts in a room and no one's there to smell it, does it just stay in that room forever? Does it just
1: dissipate into it... particles in the room? <laughs> it's like have a bear shits in the woods. basically it's kind of like if you could um pull the memory out of a tree imagine how many trees have seen like squirrels have sex or seen like a man and a man (laughs) have sex or a man and a woman or a woman and a woman see that's a perfect question to have on our show (laughs) if you could see what trees have seen
0: like how many trees out there like a thousand years old too like, isn't there a giant redwood somewhere that's like, like <laughs> he's, a, got some fucked <laughs> <laughs> he's got some yeah. up stories.
1: He's <laughs> got some yeah So it's like, he's got a fucking highway going through it. So shit, he's got to know some shit. <laughs> yeah. See, I was always the type that had to question. I don't know. I would get really deep into thought and then I'd get a little bit hungry and then I'd eat potato chips and I could not focus on anything else besides the sound of my teeth cracking against this type of food or type of thin layer that like our teeth porcelain and then you get into this really deep realm where it's very hard to pull out of. And that's when it starts to get very scary.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I find like, since I've been doing it probably like uh, 19 years now. So my thoughts don't normally go that far anymore, unless I'm trying to think of something like, you know, trying to have deep thoughts into something. But like, I smoke so much weed now, like I smoke weed to watch a movie because I find it enhances the movie for me. Like I'll get lost in the story more. I won't notice the fucking plot holes or something stupid and be like,
1: oh, well, that would never actually happen because I'd be like oh dude holy shit (laughs) it makes time go by really slow for me because i remember i was watching pineapple express and i started picking up like subtle things i didn't notice about the movie the very first time i watched it sober which was like they had a t-rex a little dinosaur stuffed animal that was just sitting on the chair when the cop ted was yelling at the other police officer lady and it's like i would pause this movie and i would just look at the environments and then i remember I would see Step Brothers because I was way too, during my high school years is when I did a lot of like smoking. And yeah, I'm only 23. So I mean it wasn't that long Young ago. Yet, yeah. I made it sound like <laughs> I was like a dinosaur. Um, but not not the dinosaur I was talking about a minute ago. No. <laughs> but while I was watching Step Brothers, there's a commentary version of it of the director's cut. And if you click it, it's nothing about Step Brothers. They're narrating the movie in the scenes, but it's like Adam McKay, John C. Riley, Will Ferrell. And he goes, is that Shaq? And in their recording studio, Shaq is like in the background, just there. And he goes, Shaq, come on in here. And they pull in (laughs) Shaq. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it's like the Catalina wine mixer. And you're hearing Shaq talk about the NBA. And I'm like, am I in some (laughs) weird fucking fourth dimension?
0: That's what I love about uh, Kevin Smith films. If you watch his movies and go on their, uh, commentary like they'll have the commentary what's going on in the film but then he'll go off into a story about what happened on that set that day between some of the actors or something like that or sometimes they're like oh hey, hey there's Jason Muse, come on over here Jason and he'll start talking what happened on that set that day
1: well I think that's like the best marketing it's kind of like the whole conspiracy between uh, the moon landing was fake or it was a video was that Stanley Kubrick the guy who directed that uh, was, it, was it Exorcist he left a bunch of things to the Apollo 11 mission in there and everyone oh, it was shiny. thinks Oh, the shining so everyone thinks that he wrote or he directed the filming of the moon landing and it's like not necessarily that it's true even though i am on the side that believes it was faked but <laughs> on the concept of it's a great way to leave a message in there to get a lot of people interested and then people keep re-watching and re-watching and re-watching your films it's kind of like kevin smith leaving a message in there for stoners
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: going to make you and have a better experience like i remember watching getting dug with high and todd glass yeah. was on there and he just oh, stops yeah. Yeah. looks at the camera and goes you yes you sitting on your couch right now No, no no, no. don't look over look at me you eating a bag of potato chips and hearing every crunch and every si- and i was like oh, todd glass is talking to me and i was eating pretzels on my couch at the time and that's a that's a fucking rare occurrence of that happening it's not like people would be like it's a sign from god no it was just that time and place and it fucking hooked with me where i love that guy forever now i don't care yeah
0: <laughs> yeah we watched uh getting uh getting dug with high all the time with He used to come on there. He's one of our favorite guests he would have because he's fucking hilarious.
1: The way he just goes off sometimes and rants. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's hog glass. It's fucking funny. But it just shows you how people react to things differently. Like he can just get angry at things and start going off. And I'm like, that's what I like is like, I like being in a room with like a, like a, a, a group of friends smoking or something. And then like everyone starts reacting differently. One guy gets up, goes to the bathroom, gets locked for 45 minutes inside the bathroom, contemplating his own reality and existence. And you find him on the bathroom floor, holding a towel, just wondering if his mom's ever going to call him. And then there's <laughs> another per- <laughs> there's another person that orders Dominoes and he can't decide through the fucking menu. And I'm like, this was like important important, like foundational periods. And I think at every point, whether you're about to be 21 or whatever it's going to be, every kid is going to have to find his relationship with alcohol and drugs. And I think it's that experience of what environment that you're in that can go necessarily good or bad, depending on how you take it.
0: Exactly. Like I drank a lot when I was younger, like obviously underage drinking, you know, it's the thing. Uh, I don't recommend it, <laughs> Uh, but, uh, that's when I kind of really got all my drinking out of my life, I think, cause I did a lot of it and I woke up a lot of those hungover mornings and I was just like, I'm done.
1: I can't do this. more." <laughs> then you I found pot. Do you think, um, <laughs> what well, what's your best pot experience?
0: Oh, best pot experience. See, again, cause it's like, I smoke so much. It's hard to, it's like, it's hard to remember.
1: <laughs> well, is every so, day a good day with it?
0: Yeah. Well, because like it helps with pain, because I have some back pain and stuff like that, and so it helps with that. It helps me deal with having to go to work through the pain and stuff like that. And um, I would think my best experience with pot (laughs) would be the first time I had to buy an ounce, because I had never seen a bag of weed that big before, and (laughs) I was just like, "Holy shit! Like that's gonna last me a month, last me two weeks, but (laughs) still." it was the best ever. Cause I was like, oh my God, look at it. It smells good. It looks great.
1: It's Nice and fluffy. It's nice and light green with all these crystals. Mm. <laughs> Whenever like, cause uh, just, I was driving to work this morning. Um, well, actually it would have been middle of the night. Uh, I worked, I worked that shift. And um, yeah, same. <laughs> when I was uh, going into work, I smelled, I guess someone hit a skunk and I could smell the skunk. And it just reminds me of like Thanksgiving or Christmas. Cause like every time I would be like, why do my uncle smell like that? And they would go on the porch and smoke. And then I figured out what pot was. And I'm like, that's amazing. That every memory, whenever I smell pot now, is going to be the fact of like Christmas or Thanksgiving dinner at my grandma's house. I'm like, most people have like horrible experiences with the smell.
0: Say it's like that meme where it's like a SpongeBob getting up from his chair, and it's like you and your cousins getting up to have a toke break on a Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> that deep fucking pick
1: up when you're getting out yeah. of the chair. <laughs> time for a talk (laughs) it's kind of like um i've been thinking about like people always give like an i've been talking like to a lot of people who explore in the realm of psychedelics and this kind of mind-bending reality now i have thoughts on it only on a concept of i think it's just the plant's natural reaction to your brain so it's Mm -hmm. like a way of like to stop you from taking it all you know what i mean (laughs) a defense mechanism yeah defense mechanism and um I was thinking about LSD is kind of like time tra- or acids kind of like time travel. Cause you take it when you're like fucking 12 or 14, whenever you take acid. And then people talk about when they're in their forties or fifties, their back cracks. And then it's like, boom, they're fucking flashing back in time. They're getting a real acid high. I was like, that's the best drug ever. 10 bucks and you fucking <laughs> get high for the rest of your life.
0: Well, it depends. Right? I think some people might see it as, Oh, that's awesome. I get high like later on in life without me knowing it other people are like man i had a horrible trip so that when it hits me again i'm gonna be fucked
1: <laughs> or if you get high and it reverts you back to when you were a kid <laughs> like it's like a, because memories are a type of high i think that's why people love disneyland so much
0: right because
1: right. they figured out a way to capture your nostalgia in a fucking amusement park and a fucking you talk about a rat feeding you pizza Chuck E. cheese or a, <laughs> a mouse brings you on amusement rides and you have a great fucking time a mouse who
0: has a pet dog, a friend who's a dog, a duck friend. It's all fucked up when you really look into it.
1: <laughs> it really is. Like Goofy, for instance, is looking at Pluto like, damn, we're a fucking, I'm, I'm, I'm this version of a dog and you're that version.
0: You ever heard like the, the, the
1: dark theories of Disney and shit? Yeah, that they like, uh, I know their biggest one that my buddy brought up, Brandon, has became like a major conspiracy now. He said it two months before it became everywhere. But, like, it's the prediction that Disney's censoring the world by, like, if you look up – usually, when I say 1984, people think of George Orwell. Well, then now it's Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman 1984 – and then when you used to be able to say Endgame, it used to be Alex Jones' documentary called Endgame. And then it's Avengers. And then we say um, Frozen, Walt Disney's Frozen head. Well, no, it's now the fucking Disney movie, and it's like they're covering up every conspiracy possible by just picking and making a blockbuster film on top of it, so that becomes the top search result.
0: But also then, but just have to, now you just have to search Frozen Disney head, basically rather than just you get the-
1: Olaf taking his head off. <laughs> i swear to you disney frozen head is the front cover it's olaf taking his head off like that hmm. people think it's dropping subtle messages but i'm like it's covering up the major <laughs> shit
0: because <laughs> i, I listen to another podcast uh, tell him steve dave and they were talking about that exact same thing about how what uh that uh it seems like disney's trying to censor the world by doing that but then they're like well so if i search frozen disney i'll get the movie but if i search frozen walt disney frozen head I should get a
1: whole thing about his frozen head or whatever they did to him. Did they freeze his head or his whole body? They said they froze his head, but I don't think we have the technology for that. But I also don't know because they come out with an iPhone, two of them every year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you could figure out one answer to anything, what would it be? You could pick any conspiracy. No, that's a hard one because, especially with right now. <laughs>
0: conspiracy seems to be like uh mainstream now. Everyone has
1: something or Hang know. on a second. What are we talking about conspiracy? If you talk about the lab, I think you're not going to like my answer on it cuz <laughs> I'm in that fucking boat, man. I don't know much about it either, so I don't know about that one. But like I said, it just seems like I do know about that one though. That's the thing is I've been <laughs> from day 1 saying it came from there. So all the documents that keep coming out that nobody fucking that says it's a conspiracy's retweeting gets me upset.
0: Right, <laughs> like I said, I I don't I didn't read I didn't read much into those or that into that much, so I'm not 100 sure what the lab is exactly. I think I don't understand what you what it is, but um, what I was getting at is just that like how before people would be like, oh, the moon landing's fake, and like oh, shut up already, come on, blah blah blah, or um, it might be <laughs> there is no dinosaurs, <laughs> like dinosaurs never existed, and all this stuff, right? And the world's flat. It seems now late like. Just the past, over the past couple of years, because of COVID and all that shit, like, just everywhere you look, there's a conspiracy about this person, conspiracy about this person, conspiracy about this place, conspiracy about this organization. And it just, like, seems that like it's
1: now the new commodity, you know? I think it's because of the fact is, is that, like, there's been a lot of lying, and then there's not been a lot of, like, people getting punished for those lies, you know what I but mean? there's always been a lot of lying. Yeah, but I, I, it's it's now at the forefront, like before everyone really never questioned or never had to worry about questioning. And now everybody's kind of questioning everything. And I don't know if that's a factor of like, I think protests are important, mm-hmm. but I also don't understand how you can have a Black Lives Matter protest and say it doesn't spread COVID, but you, can have a, you can't have a football stadium of people. Like when the government said that, I was like, does the virus care what ethnicity you are? I don't think so. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you start to be like, what the fuck's going on?
0: I think their their thing was, like, most Black Lives Matter people were taking the precautions of things and, like, believing in COVID. And whereas these, like, Trump rallies and stuff like that were people that didn't believe in it or weren't taking the precautions and stuff like that. So, they were, like, these are being more hot spots than these ones. So, it's kind of hard to say. Like, technically, in my opinion, even though I'm all for Black Lives Matters, they both should have been, you know, somewhat taken down for, we're in a fucking pandemic, people. Like, yeah.
1: It's, we need to relax. That's the thing though, is the government said that was okay. But if you look at pictures, they're both doing the exact same thing. A lot of them weren't wearing masks. Yeah. And it's like, you would wear it if you would think that you don't want your face to be seen. But then there was like this weird idea that like, no, we're not going to listen to your rules and regular. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I'm in the moon landing boat because I can understand the morale issue with it, which is like, Mm -hmm. imagine you're in the middle of a war and you're seeming like your country needs a morale booster. So you say we got to the moon and we won the space race and then you just eventually get up there later. But you show Mm -hmm. our enemies that we already made it up there. But I don't know. It seems like a
0: lot. You know, because we already knew a lot of technology from. Picking up all those scientists from fucking, you know, the Operation war. Operation paperclip. Exactly. Because, <laughs> like, I tried, like, me and my buddy, we, my buddy is on the same boat as that. He's like, you know, it's not that he doesn't think it's a completely fake or anything like that. He just thinks that they could have faked it fairly easily. And, yeah, it's possible. But I'm on the boat of, like, I think they've had enough technology then and enough knowledge to get us there. That that's what they fucking really tried to do and get us there, though. So, again, we don't really know until finally someone comes out and says, yeah, this is the
1: true truth. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out, like, what's going to be the next big thing. Because, like, I heard someone mention that, like, space colonization, and I've talked about it with astronomers and astrology people before. Uh, i got to have them back on again to talk about this, but that there's no space colonization that would happen anymore. It's just because it's all space. There's already space warfare. You know, you saw Space Force when the guy, the Chinese satellite snipped our satellite's wings in the TV show. That happens in real life. They steal data and information. So it's already a battle up in space. So whoever is up in space first and has this main foundation basically controls space. You can just stop everybody from coming up using lasers, whatever the hell you want to use. I'm like, God damn it. Like We fucked ourselves. We're never going to be able to play golf on the moon or do any of that type of shit. Well,
0: space is the final you know, frontier that's not been owned by anybody yet,
1: right? People are trying. I don't think you but... can own space. <laughs> you, you can't own water, I don't think. Well, speaking of uh, stoner questions, what technically
0: is space, though? The what area that the you're in. Yeah,
1: but is that space if you're pres- residing in it? I mean, depend- <laughs> space means multiple things. It's kind of like... yeah. Uh, food means multiple different things. There's different types of food varieties out there. I don't know the word. See, this is when I start contemplating the words of shit. Why do words means different meanings? Like I talked about this before lockdown and quarantine. One <laughs> sounds like prison and the other one sounds like you're a good person. I'm like, it's the fucking <laughs> words they use. It's all manipulational tactics.
0: Yeah. Well, usually
1: it's English language. It's all fucked. But what type of English? <laughs> mean English, English, or English in the UK?
0: <laughs> yes, yes, the other difficult part too. It's like you say you're English, but you don't speak
1: British English. It's kind of like when you, uh, if you learn another language and you're talking, they won't correct you on certain words, even though they know what you mean, even though you said it <laughs> wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. It's like when a foreigner or someone who doesn't know English as their primary language starts going food place. Maybe now, you know what they mean is like, do you want to get food, but you're not going to correct them on it. Cause then you're just an asshole. Cause at least they made it that far to understand. <laughs> it.
0: Well, yeah, but then there are people out there that would correct them because they are assholes.
1: Or maybe they just like proper grammar. I don't know. <laughs> I get slapped in the back of the head for sometimes I'll be talking or something that like, "That's you got to say the, the I'm like, oh, you know what I mean, right? Why are you interrupting my flow of thought? <laughs> exactly. There's grammar police out there. Well, they call them grammar Nazis, but I don't like that term for
0: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's like, you know, and uh Megan Fox called fucking what's his name a Nazi? It's like, whoa, whoa. He might be a shitty fucking director, but calling him a Nazi is a little too far, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a that's a fucking horrible thing to call someone, I think. <laughs> Charlie
1: Sheen said a lot of anti-Semitic stuff to his director. That's why he's not on two and a half men. Well, yeah. Well, that's because that's what drugs duty. <laughs> he also said drink tiger blood. Tiger blood. blood. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> drugs Oh and tiger my blood. god, That'll how many it, people yeah. were looking for tigers at that point? I bet Tiger King got hit up a lot. <laughs>
0: I was gonna say, I wonder if he meant real
1: tiger blood or like some kind of wine, just called tiger blood. Maybe it's a new drug on the market. I bet you people were searching for that. It's kind of like in my school, there was this joke about purple drank. And it was just like, (laughs) it was just talked about like a a purple drink. That's all it was, but it's like a hardcore drug. And I remember like teachers were looking it up like, oh my God, the kids are, they're in eighth grade and they're doing purple drank. It's like, no, no, it's just, it's funny to say when you say drank, it was on Dave Chappelle. And they're like, "You're doing drug," and it has the the guy from McDonald's, the purple monster. He was on, yeah, smoking a pipe. Uh, or something. yeah, Grimace.
0: Yeah, I always tried. I always thought Grimace was a weird character because, like, was he a moldy nugget?
1: I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> they're all weird. There's a guy that robs hamburgers. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are we well, talking he makes about? Makes sense, man. <laughs> I don't know why fast food thought they had to try so hard. People eat it anyway.
0: It's to the kids, man. They need to get the kids. It's always, always about... Just put a toy in the meal. They did that, too. But they put a giant clown on the thing, too. Like, hey, look, we're real kid-friendly.
1: <laughs> and then John Wayne Gacy happened. and People were like, well, scared of clowns. I want to be at mar- that marketing pitch when they were like, how do we get more kids to get to fucking get their parents to pull over on I-90 and grab a McDonald's meal? All because they want a fucking <laughs> pet. <Neopet>. Yeah. <laughs> I just oh, fed you. You're not even hungry. Does it matter? I want a toy. The toys used to be better back in the day, too. Now they're just shit. Well, now they made them. Um, recently, they're starting to implement replastic or re- recyclable toys, and it's just made of cardboard. So the toys are like, you know how when that dude could cut up those little pieces of cardboard and pull it and it was, like a, it was like a statue of a head and you could pull the head. So it's that now, but it's like formed into an action figure. And I'm like, where's the fucking transformer where if you kept it in your mouth too long, you got like lead poisoning or something like that. <laughs> exactly I fucking really. enjoyed those. I
0: remember when um, Batman Returns came out and they had all those cool Batman Returns figures that were like little cars. They had the Batman and his little bat like uh, boat thing. And then they had the penguin in his giant, rubber ducky
1: i have a, awesome i was looking over in my studio over here i have one of those little sonic ones that you got at mcdonald's yeah place those were like when i was taking a road trip to florida it's like 12 hours <laughs> those were lifesavers man exactly
0: yeah i think uh, their downfall was pokemon when that whole fiasco of pokemon happened
1: what fiasco is like
0: Burger King was giving away uh Pokeballs with like little stuffy Pokemon in them. Oh, yeah. And then like a three-year-old got one and wrapped around its mouth, like the Pokeball wrapped around its mouth and unfortunately passed away. And so they had to recall all that. And basically, they basically were like, okay, so we can no longer make toys that are dangerous for the kids' meals. And I think that's what stopped. Oh, and uh, again, the Batman Returns thing, uh, because that movie was so dark, they were marketing towards kids. They're like, oh, we can't do this. <laughs> Even though it was a
1: Kind of a kid's, it's an action movie with with a superhero in it, but it was like a dark, darker version, I guess. The underground warfare of fucking fast food chains while everyone's suffering in a pandemic. (laughs) I, I, I start to look at like a lot of these businesses, like some of these businesses use advertisements to mock other businesses. And they, that's how they use their advertising space. And I'm like, there's like an underground war between like Papa John's Domino's and all this type of shit where I'm like, it's very, very scary and interesting. And I think this is why my theory is people love politics so much is because it's like reality television. You're watching it and it's like, this is the best fucking, and I think that's a factor of us as people. We got really interested in true crime and all that. So then everything now has to be some type of riddled documentary of like the, the Sopranos. They made a movie about one of the guys. I forgot what it's like St. Newark or something like that. Yeah. The Saints of New York or Newark. Can I just watch someone get shot in a Clint Eastwood movie? He would shoot and you could count the bullets. There was like 40 in a revolver.
0: <laughs> I forget what the movie's called. There's a movie that's coming out or something like that it came out. There's a trailer for it. I forget what the fuck it's called. But it's exactly that. It's, like, nothing but just action and, like, tough guys. And, like, like a callback to the 80s action movies. You know how before it was? Before we got, like, these skinny-ass granny guys that could kick ass. But, like, they weren't, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger big
1: or fucking Stallone big. <laughs> well, it's weird how the how the times went like I remember when that Asian the Asian hate movement was happening they didn't have any bad characters that were Asian they wouldn't have any of those types of things I actually watched a documentary with Jackie Chan where he talked about he was going to stop filming because you don't see Jackie Chan in any really movies anymore he just stopped because he talked about how he kept being casted for the same stereotypical roles and he wanted to go farther than that because he could believe that he could, so he just stopped and he went back to like being a star in Hong Kong or something like that.
0: But you see that because I think there's a the police movie, I think it's called, where he stars in it, and it doesn't look like him on the front cover because it's like, Whoa, that's Jackie Chan.
1: Is that recent? Yeah, I think so, like a couple years ago at least. I was about to say, the interview I was mentioning was like from like 2019.
0: Yeah, I was say, I think it was like maybe around 2019 when that movie came out because again it's a it's a hong kong movie it's like you know it has like japanese
1: or chinese uh what do you call it
0: dubbed so it's not english i guess
1: oh well that's kind of like with keanu reeves like you just picture him in like matrix john wick or any of those types of movies because like They either use him for his looks, but he doesn't say a lot of words in any movies that he's in. He doesn't have like full on speaking roles. They're just a quick little blurps. It's like all I'm seeing with Nick Cage now is just him either being silent or he mentions a bunch of words and it's a whole movie that doesn't make fucking sense. I forgot which one I was watching yesterday. It came out uh, just either this year at the beginning of this year or last year, but it's some type of like it has space in the title, I think, or some type of. something oh the colors from space like that what the fuck is that i watched i know i did i did the worst thing possible what i did was i was watching it on my phone so i would just skip (laughs) and i would keep skipping and just stop it so i would skip like two minutes in and be like what the hell is happening with the bubble gum and then i would skip four minutes in and then i'd be like what the fuck and i would just keep doing that because it was so fun (laughs) to watch how these drastic turns would happen like oh now he's up fucking doing backflips and oh now he grabbed a samurai sword out of somebody's hand and i'm like I'm fucking lost, but I'm really having fun <laughs> with this.
0: Apparently, yeah, it's supposed to be a really trippy movie because it's like an H.P. Lovecraft story, right? And that guy has a bunch of weird shit. Um, you ever see that uh, Wally's Wonderworld
1: or Wonderland? That's the best movie. Yeah. That movie's great, dude. I fucking enjoyed the hell out of it. I wish the fight scenes lasted longer, but everyone's They're, like, that movie was, a, was shit.
0: Yeah, I thought it was going to be something like, I don't know. I didn't know what it was when I put it on, but when I started watching, I was like, oh, okay. This is actually pretty fucking funny. Like, it's he doesn't a, say a goddamn thing, and he just kicks the shit out of all the animatronics. They'd have
1: to pay him more. <laughs> That's what. Yeah. They have to, you get you get the actor less. It's kind of like getting a pre-owned car. You get them less <laughs> if they don't have any speaking lines. But it's,
0: it's just great because, like, the dance scene, the pinball machine.
1: <laughs> yeah, there are so many hints at that, and I think it was like one of those end night Shyamalan movies where you have to keep watching it over and over again. And it's just like they leave subtle notes into it, but um. For a good recommendation for you is that there's a series with Rob Lowe and it's like the history of film and it just shows you how there's all these bits like where the spit take originated from, where that dude who screams in the Star Wars movie comes from. It's It shows you everything about how like the evolution of film has taken from when it started to where it's at now. And it's all these like, you start looking at like, yeah, a lot of these action movies do consist of like this type of thing or this type of thing. And then like um back in the day, you couldn't show like tits or anything on like movies. And there was a rule and a rule and a law kind of in film that everybody went by, which was if you saw people having you couldn't have people having sex, like full on sex. What you had to do is they had to have one foot on the ground. So what they would do is this camera shot that was a takeaway where like two people would be making out on a train and then they would have to do what I was foot on the ground or something. Right. When they're about to, you know, about to get laid, they would cut away and just show a, a train going through a tunnel like naked gun style, like random shit, you know what they're doing, but it's a hint at this. And it's like a, a way of just hitting the, cutting it by your teeth a little bit and just being like, well, if you know, you know, and if you don't, then there's no harm, no foul.
0: Yeah. And it's like, like today, how it's pretty fucked up. You can watch a show where a guy gets like bludgeoned to death, or like shot up, or stabbed, or whatever. Kids but are the fucked. They show tits. It's like, nope, sorry, you can't see those. Can't uh-huh. see a woman, a woman's female body, but you can fucking see a guy get his head exploded. You know, it's just like. But our, our society lives off violence.
1: <laughs> in some sense, I like this. The guidelines on it. Because I think that causes the director to be way more creative on things. And that's what I like. Naked Gun is one of my favorite fucking movies. But there's one called Space Travesty. And you're watching Space Travesty. And it's just like it's it's they have to kidnap the president cause he thinks he's a clone and they replaced him with a clone. Cause he, then he find a real president, <laughs> dude, Bill Clinton's in it. And it's a fucking like lookalike Bill Clinton. It's fucking great. And it's, a <laughs> you could tell a shit, but it's just so many things happening at once that your, your mind can't even fathom its concepts. <laughs>
0: yeah. I like watching shitty shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Keeps you humble in some aspects to see how like there's stuff now where I'm like God damn like I can't tell if this is was really filmed in real life or if this is all CGI.
0: Yeah, and then there's other stuff is like that's just so CGI. I came and watched this.
1: <laughs> I think the crappier it is, the the better it is. Like I watched the Big Lebowski. That movie just ages like fine wine. Yeah. But then they had the new remake, which was the the I am the Jesus or whatever. I am the Jesus. Oh. The bowling okay, guy. Yeah. It was a completely different movie, and there was nothing but like sex scenes in it. And I'm like, this is just a shitty ass movie.
0: Well, I think that's the point, right? It, it wasn't the Big Lebowski, it was just a, a spin off of a character from the Big Lebowski.
1: But now it ruined the Big Lebowski form. Well, the Big Lebowski's still there, doesn't matter, <laughs> doesn't matter, it's gone now. It's kind of like McDonald's, it's like, started it's like a well, McDonald's started messing up before they even had the toy incidents with Burger King and all that. McDonald's messed up when they let the people sue them over them getting fat. It was like, <laughs> guess we got to serve salads now. I'm like, no, you fucking you don't stand down. You fucking <laughs> are a fast food place. People can go to the grocery store and get a salad cheaper by just making it.
0: Yeah. Well, people, it's more about convenience than uh, yeah, uh more than anything. Right. That's what life is. Like they, don't, they don't they want to eat healthy. They also want to get it on the go. They want to get it when they're going into the, the workroom or the wherever
1: they're going. It's like my destination vacation isn't a fucking cruise ship, but people no. go on cruise ships as like a fun event. And I'm like, I don't want to die on a cruise ship. If <laughs> and there's always someone that dies. That's why they have a morgue on the ship.
0: I, I want to go on a cruise ship, but my why? girlfriend, because <laughs> I think it'd be fun. for what
1: (laughs) people (laughs) uh, get lost at sea chris
0: oh that's what i was gonna say my girlfriend she doesn't want to go on a boat at all she hates open water she hates boats she's talked about it many times in that on our show (laughs) constantly rocking
1: back and forth
0: (laughs) (laughs) well we also seen a video where it's like the worst uh storm while someone while they're on a basically on a fucking uh cruise ship and at first you just see like the boat kind of rocking, and the people kind of stumbling as they're trying to walk through this dining room. All of a sudden, all you see is a bunch of tables come flying to the right and the people go flying to the right. Take and you out by tables, your knees. <laughs> yeah, tables come flying back to the left and it's like, holy shit. Like That would be fucking scary as shit. What would
1: be your definition of hell?
0: Definition of hell?
1: Like worst spot to be. Like just, just worst thing you could possibly think of doing. Like for me it would probably be on a cruise ship. Or, like, I I was going to say a library, but I actually really enjoy those.
0: (laughs) Say what you like reading?
1: Uh, (laughs) I don't, but I like being in a a library. It makes me get work done. True.
0: I would say for me, it would be because I'm very claustrophobic. So anything being like stuck in a very small space, I couldn't handle. Uh, So, like, getting stuck in a tunnel, like, that's like maybe like, real close to like you can't move your arms out from your body you're kind of stuck in this like almost like a casket (laughs) yeah so getting buried alive yeah that's also a pretty bad one
1: there's a tunnel in virginia that's like it goes underwater and it's like Mm. it feels like it's a good 30 minutes of just being underwater i think there's um what
0: movie is it like the Catacomb movie
1: uh as above
0: so below or something like that. It's a horror movie there's a scene where they gotta crawl through this small ass tunnel and it's like lined with skeletons on each side and they're just like kind of like army crawling through it. And I'm like, nope,
1: I couldn't do it. Nope. <laughs> I just that the only exhausting part to me is the fact that you have to get down on your fucking like stomach and knees and fucking crawl. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to even do electricity jobs because of that. <laughs> right. Oh, well, thank you. I feel like it would be easy to be like a grave digger or whatever. Besides so dig digging a hole in the ground and putting a body in there. You get to be by yourself. You don't have to worry about people.
0: Yeah. And people are always like, well, you'd be in a graveyard. Isn't that scary? It's like, why? They're dead. What are they going to do?
1: <laughs> no one's going to bother me. That's true. Unless you're thinking of zombies. If you watch The Walking Dead and do that grave <laughs> job, I pray for you.
0: Well, if we get those kind of zombies, yeah. The reanimated ones.
1: Yeah. Not I Am Legend style. Well, yeah,
0: I guess... People have very big debates on that. They're not zombies. They're infected or they're vampires or whatever. It's like, well, it they're was undead my, or something. It was my
1: <laughs> theory way before they had a vaccine. I was like, it's going to be like, I am legend. Just wait six months and see what the fuck happens. That's what happened. They made the cure for cancer and everyone turned into a goddamn zombie.
0: <laughs> right. and then Well, he fixed it at the end, doesn't he? I haven't seen the movie in a while. He died. Oh, yeah, he does. Well, Every- he gets the <laughs> cure, but gives it to the doctor. The and girl. then
1: blows himself up because <laughs> at that point he lost his dog and there's nothing else worth living for anymore. Not like a nice seafood dinner. <laughs> like fuck. <laughs>
0: that's very true. You lose your dog. That's a sad day.
1: That man has stopped zombies, aliens. Um. What else has he stopped? He stopped zombies, aliens, robots,
0: robots but he yeah. could not
1: stop his wife from ruining his whole entire life. <laughs> But what I mean by that is, is that the fact is like, she like lit him up on a live host show saying that she is, he has ruined his whole entire life or her whole entire life. So there's a meme about him crying and now nobody can remember him from Fresh Prince. They just remember him from that fucking meme. (laughs) Wow. That's pretty
0: sad. I, I know he did a, that new bad boys movie and he was doing a bunch of press for that. And, uh. I thought you said that he ruined his wife's life. I thought you were talking about their kids.
1: No, I think think that's just freedom for your kids, right? (laughs) Like, that's what happens if kids have too much freedom. Like, Jaden Smith does not look like how he did in Karate Kid. He's got, like, no hair, and then he's got, like, fake gold plate teeth in his mouth or something like that. I'm like, this is just what happens when your dad's really rich and you're not around. Your fucking kids do whatever the fuck they want.
0: Yeah, and when they have enough money to do whatever they want to.
1: I don't know. I'm not upset by it. Hell, if you got the money, (laughs) fucking bleach your asshole. I don't give a shit. (laughs) It's not like he's doing anything wrong. It's not like he's hurting people, torturing people. Like, I don't know any actors that are torturing people. Well, Ellen. Ellen. (laughs) Yeah, she tortures her guests and her staff. People are like, well, that person is mean to other people on set. It's like, yeah, but the weird part is, is like, we knew that dude was fucking nuts. She was, we didn't know about her. She was fucking ruthless. It's crazy when you find out about certain people like that. I try and look at like, I don't know. I have that feeling about Mr. Rogers. That's my biggest conspiracy is that in Mr. Rogers past, there's some dark shit. My buddy was like, he's a green beret. I was like, hold on a fucking second. I looked it up. (laughs) Not true. Not true. But he looks like I I, what and I'm not even mad at this, but I'm more mad that I don't like it when people hide shit. I think that's why I get so mad at the political stuff is that they're always hiding something or they're lying about something. I think Mr. Rogers is probably a cross dresser, which is okay (laughs) now. But the fact that he didn't talk about it or there's no information on it is pissing me off because I'm like, well, well, I, I said that Papa John was probably an alcoholic. (laughs) <laughs> and then fucking he gets knocked down from his own company and then he turns he is an alcoholic but yeah. it was for a different reason so i apologize to him and if he ever wants to unblock me off twitter that'd be awesome
0: <laughs> well for him that's you know alcoholism you know that's something you want to hide cause, uh, just it's just a bad thing right but if, he, if mr roger was a cross-dresser you gotta think he came from a time when cross-dressing was looked at like you're basically a crazy person so he could have been admitted or he could have been you know just that's it was a different time back then for that kind of stuff if he was i'm not saying i i, I don't know i don't think he was that either but i, I um, think he was man i remember hearing someone say that he was a Green Beret too at one point but you know who bob ross is
1: yeah it's why i got really interested in painting
0: yeah he i believe was a like uh some kind of
1: military guy before all that he was like um sergeant or something now nah, he was in the army his documentary on netflix i recommend that it's, it's got, it got me like he's painting and putting trees out of nowhere and he's like <laughs> you can do this too and i was like i don't fucking believe you and i went down and painted for the first time and that's how i've been doing my art now i'm like oh my god i might actually have the a little bit of talent for this
0: <laughs> yeah like i said uh, trina my other co- co-host my girlfriend she uh used to watch him all the time growing up on cbs and like the canadian paid program station and uh, she'd watch him there and then she really got into him now because she's like, she's a big artist now. She does painting and stuff. And so it's just, yeah, we were going to plan to watch that documentary actually because I, I forget what it's called, but it looks really interesting. It's How kind of like the meth- over.
1: Well, yeah, he, um the the people that own his name right now is the person that helped him get like a start. And they own all his rights and likeliness. His son likes my paintings, which is fucking awesome. But if you look at his son's Twitter, it's nothing but political shit. And you're like, oh, my God, you're a completely different person. But <laughs> it's it's um they own his name and his brand. So they're making millions of dollars off of his name. And his son and his family is not getting any of that money. So it's it's pretty like it's Tiger King kind of evil type shit. But yeah it's just the method of like fame for instance is the same reason why like mr rogers bob ross they targeted younger audiences and then now those younger audiences are older so now they're in the eyes of the public right now because even though they're it happened like 20 years like steve from blues clues yeah all the kids that give a fuck that he's back are my age or something like that yeah and basically <laughs> that's because you targeted the younger kids and now those younger kids are older and now they're more con- they're more around in the public rather than if you're a child and you're locked in your fucking house until your parents like we're going to the grocery store you're like i don't want it we're going to the grocery store <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i wasn't a big blues uh, blues clues fan either so when i seen that i was like yo, that's that's kind of nice things for kids that grew up watching him
1: I mean, he left saying, oh, I'm back. Sorry, I went off to college. He left left because his hair was going – his hair was falling out.
0: Yeah, he was getting too old. He aged out, basically.
1: He didn't want to be on camera and be bald. And I was like, bruh, I don't trust you anymore. I think it's just
0: interesting because, like, uh, I think there's an episode in the – I didn't watch it, but I know of it because I have nieces and nephews. But I think there's an episode where he comes back on – And it's like years later, and he's now a detective or something like that, and looking for real clues and stuff like that. And he comes on and talks to his younger brother about how you can follow your dreams and become all this and whatnot. You know,
1: that wholesome kid stuff. Like when they (laughs) made Space Jam 2, everyone's like, just let it die. Just let it die. They brought back cops, too. I think now every, every media network is just like, fuck it. I don't give a fuck anymore. Well, don't you know, 90s is a resurgence, man.
0: What? First, it was the 70s came back, then the 80s. Now, the 90s are making a comeback.
1: It's just because all the kids that this is what they grew up with and they want their nostalgia because their, their childhood was taken away too early.
0: That and now the kids from the 90s are now growing up and are CEOs of certain things or controlling certain aspects of companies. They're like, well, let's put this out because I remember growing up with this. And I fucking love this. <laughs>
1: Daddy gave him the company. Some of them, yeah. I get scared some of that because also with the fame aspect of targeting the younger kids, it also comes with like brainwashing. Like a lot of these college kids that are all like, burn America down and every American's racist. And I'm like, that's fucking from somewhere else. That's not from here. You're being influenced (laughs) by somebody in Russia or China or whoever the fuck.
0: Well, it's like uh, when the the whole election thing back with trump and all that crap and they found out a lot of the propaganda against hillary and stuff like that was from russia and like it was just like russell a brand's talking propaganda. about
1: that shit i was like oh yeah. my god russell <laughs> brand went from being in bedtime stories and being a comedian to fucking exposing russia gate that's nuts
0: yeah right so it's just really crazy like the whole pizzagate thing was a started in russia propaganda and stuff like that first uh got put out there so I was like when I found that I was like interesting so and there's, there's <laughs> what people. else can they be And Russell Brand's a
1: like, he's a lefty, I would say, but he even talked about, he's like, I'm more siding with the left, but I'm not a Republican, but even like everybody's like, there's some people that are like, no, he's fucking gone nuts. He's insane. Look at this idiot talk. And it's like, those people are the same ones that have bobbleheads of Fauci. And I'm like, you're fucking crazy, bro. (laughs) Like I'm not against anybody, whatever your political side is. I don't give a shit, but I've heard like, there's a recent Joe Rogan podcast, um, where Mike Baker, he's ex CIA. And he talks about like, I have played the video on here already. His name is Yuri Besmanov. He's an ex KGB person. And he talks about like the decentralization and the propaganda tools that the KGB uses. as like manipulational warfare, which is just targeting a generation. And it's a 20 year process. And that was in 1984 so it's been almost 30 years basically and that's exactly what he said in that whole clip is exactly what's happening now with a bunch of people hating the country that they're in and thinking that there's all these things i'm like but we're not fighting against the main issue we're fighting against each other like when you do a protest when you do whatever you're supposed to all come together and you're supposed to get these things done but actually get the pieces moving but everything's about damage and then i don't necessarily think it's all them either they're still like age of provocateurs of the government like i think that's why they broke up the black lives matter protest with aggressiveness and i mean yeah that was not even that long ago but everyone's moved on and it's like Mm -hmm. remember people were on the news talking about how they got their eye blind in one eye from being shot with a bb thing i was like did i didn't forget about that i don't think you know you forgot about it but people did
0: yeah Well, it's because, like, um, you've seen Bo Burnham's new special, Inside. It's fucking great. Right? Well, the song uh, Internet, it basically sums up perfectly what we're talking about. Because, like, the Internet is at our fingertips constantly, and we're constantly seeing a bombardment of everything all the time. So, like, you're seeing, you know, everything going on in Pakistan or Iraq and everything like that going on over there. You're seeing everything going on in Canada right now with, like, the school, the residential schools and stuff like that, and the Biden bullshit and all over Europe and, like, you know, the states and stuff like that. So it's constantly being, you know, given to us, and, like, you're being bombarded with all these different news stories and different news sources, and you just never know where you're looking and what you're looking at, and it's just too much for our brains. or We're not built to have so much information, basically.
1: Well, it's only going to keep going ramped up because it's been lie after lie. And now that we've been lied to once, we're trying to find if everything's a lie. And then this is when we start seeing innocent people that end up getting hurt. But then what came out a couple of days ago was the Pandora Papers or whatever it was called, where it shows all these politicians that just this is recently trending. So it's on all over the place that over like I think it's like two point something uh, billion dollars or something. All these judges and federal like people that are political candidates and all these things that are, are going on there. They were involved in things that they shouldn't have been involved with because they know about the situation. So they had a sided view. So all these taxes that they were dodging, all these instances that they were passing judgment in and legislation in, that's all wrong now because they were all involved with. It's kind of like um, they talk about like the lab, for instance. 26 of the scientists that said it didn't come from there had a pocket and had a stock option in Pfizer. And you're like, Oh, and then like the CEO of Pfizer comes out and says, it's never going to end. You're going to need to get a booster shot one to every three years. And it's like, well, you make 26 or no, you make two points or no $5 billion or whatever off of the fucking vaccine a year. Like, no wonder you're never going to want it to end. That's fucking money in your pocket. Like what? the
0: Yeah. Well, it's like, um, when the whole, 9-11 thing happened, right? Not the jump conspiracies. They were all over the place or anything. But, like, um, what's his name? The fucking like, vice president at the time. He had, like, a bunch of... Cheney. Yeah, he had a bunch he of... He didn't uh, have a
1: heart for, like, a week. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> what are we talking... That's a Superville... That's like Dan Crenshaw popping up on the TV with a fucking eye patch. I feel yeah. like we're in a goddamn mafia movie.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, he owned a bunch of different uh, military things. Am I right? Or something like that. And, like, contracts... So, like, when they were like, oh, we got to go over to Iraq, he was making money off of the contracts, basically, because, like, he was, you know, and so people looked at that as, like, oh, he planned this. It was all his fucking plans, like, that, or he'd looking at the opportunity because, you know, he already owns shit. And it was like, well, fuck, why am I going to lose money here when I can make money off of this as well, use my companies, and
1: just keep going? Or after a week after 9-11 happened, they sold all the scrap metal from the towers to China. A week, not even a week after it happened.
0: Well, you got like you know they have a giant deficit don't they?
1: No, well, over in China, it's <laughs> that type of resource is more valuable because they can't manufacture it as easily as we can because we have more of those production values. But um, that's an that's a investigation that where the families were fighting, saying you can't do that because it's going to hinder the investigation. But they're like, nope, get it the fuck out of here, and they just want it out. So like, there's, I mean, I did a five and a half hour episode on that, so I don't really want to. Talk about (laughs) 9-11, but there's a lot of shit where I'm like, this is like some fucking, I just picture like our president walking into a restaurant with like rings on his finger and people kissing them. Cause like, it's (laughs) that weird. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I feel like it's so hard right now because I think everybody's just trying to make something for themselves. And I think with that competitiveness has just turned against each other. When I think that the people are more valuable together than they are apart, but everything's so divisive and perspective wise it's all fucking terrible and everyone i had someone uh who studies early colonization history he's a great guy but he was like everybody who's like 30 and above although they're all they're all think the white race is superior who's white and i'm like i don't think that's fucking true man like i think you need to check your fuck but that's an issue because if he teaches that and he sees all the native american and all the fighting that happened with that it's not looking from an anthropologist angle it's just studying the history and the slave count and all that and then that's what you start to that's your now reality so i'm like it's hard to get people to like dip your body into all of the pool rather than just dip your toes into one side you know what i mean like it's for me i have the weirdest like kind of with with the show i'm talking to people from every single side so if someone (laughs) tells me dinosaurs aren't real i'm gonna listen to that and then i'm gonna talk to a paleontologist and i'm gonna go back and forth and then you start to see like oh shit like everyone's reality is all what they've seen and all they've kind of received
0: yeah because you don't want to be like an echo chamber of just your own fucking bullshit because you're just gonna get that back at you from other people like you surround yourself with everyone that has the exact same thoughts as you Obviously, you're just going to keep hearing that same thing back to you. So if you surround yourself with more ideas, then at least you can be like, okay, I hear what you're saying. I I can see where that happens. I can see where you're coming from with that. But then you got to have your own thoughts about it, though. You can't just like obviously take what somebody regurgitates and like, okay, I'll believe that 100%. You you just in this case, everything needs to be kind of looked at
1: you just can't be invested so much into something where you feel the need to attack someone on whatever they believe. Like, it's like the same thing with religion. I'm not going up to a church and being Mm -hmm. like, Fuck you! <laughs> I, I it, it's so difficult because I think if you ask every single person in the world, and you'll probably get a dramatic response of, I, "I would never want that to happen." If you just ask the question, "If you knew exactly what you were saying or typing in right now was going to make someone blow their head off, would you do it?" They would say, "No, I would never want that." I guarantee you, most of the population would fall in that category. I would never want to say that. There'd be some people that'd be like, "Fuck you." you know that's not going to happen obviously but there's also like the same example i could use is if you saw a person wearing a kkk outfit in the middle of the street you wouldn't fucking like you you would be like who the fuck's this guy like what the fuck is that like that's some dumb shit that person must be mentally unstable or they're filming a movie or something because nobody agrees with that that's what i'm saying is like it's so hard for people to fucking understand that like The reason you have differences is because you're supposed to use those differences that you actually connect more over your differences. That's how you get information. The fact that you're older than me, I'm younger than you. That's a difference. We can connect over the fact of I have a different perspective. You have a different perspective. It enhances your own. But somebody along the way was like, we have to find the similarities and only talk about the similarities. And I'm like, (laughs) that's how you get sports talk, where every time you run into a dude every day for the past 10 years, you bonded over the Ravens once and now you can't stop talking about the fucking Ravens.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like uh, how I like to think about like how I like to look at life. Is that we're all meat sacks? We're all meat puppets. We're all just fucking people, just trying to get by, um, and to fucking to have the nationality, basically, or that nationalism, you know, whether it's like, oh, my favorite team, you know, uh, we fucking made it to the playoffs. We, we're fucking gonna kick everyone's ass, you know. Fuck that team. That team sucks. Like, well, that team did pretty good. They fucking made it to the playoffs too. You know what I mean? Like, why do we gotta be all like, you know, fuck them? Like, if your team loses the playoff, if, as long as you know there's another Canadian team or another U.S. team in the playoffs, you can be like, oh, fuck, yeah, go with that team, man.
1: It's it's you know, kind of like, like uh, with Obama, everyone's like, Obama's a fucking idiot. It's like, the man has degrees. Like, I don't think he's yeah. a fucking idiot. And it's like the same no. thing with sports. That team fucking sucks. It's like, that dude can run a 3.5 in two seconds. Like, I don't <laughs> fucking think he's fucking, maybe he did bad the game, but I don't think he's yeah. a bad athlete.
0: Yeah, it's like I say, the, the trauma police, you know, like, they got heart but sometimes you know, when they make it to the playoffs, they just lose their heart in the middle of like playoffs, and they just fucking lose.
1: It's talking <laughs> shit, Chris. Talking yeah. shit is so goddamn <laughs> appealing to people. And sadly, a screen gives it to you way better because there's no <laughs> like. I imagine like because there there's this article I read where it talked about would you sell your browsing history for a better credit rating? Now, me and you would be like, um. <laughs> I don't really want that, but they're talking about the government like doing a social – credit. so a long time ago I talked about China has a social credit system, and social credit basically means if me and you are about to cross a street, if you let me go in front of you and you hit the button and everything to let me walk across, you would get a better credit rating in the eyes of the government, which means whatever you could do with your credit. You can get a better house, do whatever. Your kids will go to a better school. But if you did something they didn't like – And somebody could snitch on you, they could get better credit and you would lose credit. Much like during the mask uh, peak of this whole entire virus, people were calling on other people and bring cops to their house over parties and shit. That's how the social credit starts. Well, imagine that the government just says, we're going to have your browsing history and always see your browsing history to monitor for terrorists and you'll get a better credit rating. There are people right now that are like, I'll fucking do it. I'll clean out all my porn on my fucking lap. It doesn't, it, that's the thing, is like, I don't, I'm not in that category, even though I'm not going to search up terroristic stuff, but what do you deem as a terrorist? A terrorist is just a threat to national security. Well, if I'm looking up old government projects and conspiracies, that's a terrorist in their eyes.
0: Is it, or or is it like, because um, look at, they could also look at people who'd like to write, Like I'm a writer, and like, I like to write horror stories. So I look up things like, how long can a person survive without you know, a limb or how You're long on a
1: watch I list.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean, right? So it's like, I'm not a murderer. Like, if they looked at my browsing history, might be like, hmm, this is a weird uh, <laughs> thing. But I'm not, you know, looking to build a bomber or looking to, you know, but if I was searching like, you know, the history of um, Paperclip, Operation Paperclip, which is a lot of it is pretty much well, now, well known. So you can look up a lot of it. um. I don't if you're trying to get to like the encrypted stuff, then, yeah, you might have a problem because then you're going to have to go on to
1: certain things. Just looking up a bit of it of what Operation Paperclip is that can be considered domestic terrorism, because this is now sowing the seeds of what will eventually lead you down the rabbit hole of more government projects like Operation Northwoods, where JFK had called off the the plan to blow up a jetliner that had nobody in it. But they were going to say that there are people in it just so they could invade Cuba. Like, these are military tactics. These aren't conspiracy theories. And when people say that's a conspiracy, it's like, no, just look it up. Like, this is all government planning and tactics. They've done, China does this. Russia does it. Russia has troll farms that'll create. I that mean? Like,
0: what's it's out there, though, and that means it's, like, already pretty well known that the government knows that the public knows it. You know, it's the stuff that is encrypted that did you that isn't know what-
1: known out there yet. Well, did you know what Operation Northwoods was before I said <laughs> it?
0: Uh, no, because, again, like, I don't look into a lot of certain things. Like if I was in more into the conspiracy theories on that's, things, I probably wouldn't know it.
1: Well, well, that's not a conspiracy theory. That's a real know, thing but, that you know, happened. But- But that's what I'm saying is that that gets labeled under that, like, I knew it, you didn't know it, most of the population doesn't know it unless they've studied JFK history or they studied anything during that time period. That's the thing is like, when Disney blocks the sensors of stuff that you can look up by just putting up a movie or doing so that you see the top result, you don't go deep down into the rabbit hole of things. When you start getting deep down into the rabbit hole of things, you start to be like me where I question the corruption of the government, not on the basis of like Black Lives Matter protests or things of this sort, but I question... The things that they say when they say this stuff, why does the news have to tell me that a black female was killed? Why don't you just say a female was killed or a person was killed? That's a human being, no matter your ethnicity. But that's when you start the question of like, oh, what are you why are you using those words to highlight the fact that more people are going to be upset when they find out the ethnicity? Because then it brings up a racial disparity. And then now people can attack other things and do these crazy incidences.
0: Well, in the case of that, though, is it them just kind of making up for like the years of being like, oh, uh, it died or them died, you know, basically not even addressing that they're even a human being or things like that?
1: Well, it's when it's it much like our al- race, much right? like our algorithm. Well, I don't think the race is important. I, I think no, that it, it's, it's, not, it's, it's it's a just- human being. But I, I I think on the concept of like it's much like the domestic terrorist thing for looking up a conspiracy, for instance. If you're thinking a person's watching your list, you know, the person that guides our algorithms is a machine, right? That's all a robotic thing. So how is the algorithm going to be able to tell if you're not a terrorist all because you're searching up certain things? They just got to type in a couple of keywords. It's kind of like um, YouTube wouldn't let you talk about the lab and now it lets you talk about the lab. They just modified the algorithm. They didn't give a shit. They just changed. It's, it's perfect. See, the thing is, is people, this algorithm is in. It has a good idea, but it's not 100% perfect. So that means a lot of things are going to slip through where you have to adjust it. Well, then it gets to the point where we're at now where the algorithm or when people type up Facebook posts, certain letters of certain words that shouldn't be capitalized or capitalized to slip through the sensors. Now you're forcing the algorithm to upgrade, which is going to get to a point where old fucks like me and you. Yes, (laughs) I'm old, even though I'm in my early 20s. Because the younger generations is going to be growing up in this and figure out better ways to manipulate it. Me, I'm going to be like, I'm not even going to make a fucking post. There's no point (laughs) if you're going to censor that. Right, right. Well, fuck what I was going to say. Shit. (laughs) I've been ranting about the government a lot. I can't – every episode has got to be political. I don't know why. Fuck. (laughs) <laughs> i'm trying not to but it's everywhere i can't take a step without fucking that's, hitting something that's
0: like i said like i said um it's the new main thing these days uh, to talk about political and like um conspiracy theories and like i wasn't trying to say like the northwood thing was conspiracy theory but when you look into uh jfk conspiracies you might end up going into the northwood thing because you're going to learn more about jfk
1: Well, it sounds like a conspiracy. That's the thing. When I heard it, I was like, this can't be fucking real. And then I actually read, saw the documentary on it. I was like, it is fucking real. And it's, it's, that's what's so weird is like, how does, I wonder when that shift is going to be where people are gonna be like, yeah, like the social dilemma before Snowden released those documents. Everyone's like, that sounds like a conspiracy theory. Now everyone's accepted the fact that the government's tracking you and nobody gives a shit anymore. They were mad for two weeks
0: yeah <laughs> that's because uh, they, they played it off as and like if you're not a terrorist then you really have nothing to really worry about
1: <laughs> what <laughs> do they call a terrorist though off, right? yeah. that's what i'm saying exactly
0: back to that right um but as i was saying it's like if you're looking at like the classic like stuff that they consider to be not debunked but what they consider to be okay for the public to know you know like the stuff that you can find if you look it up and whatnot so stuff that they know that's already out there
1: i don't like that because you're treating me like <laughs> i'm a toddler and i need guidance i don't need guidance let me fuck up if i'm gonna fuck up if i get yeah, onto sure. the back realms of the internet where i discover human trafficking i want to be able to do so in my own free time not <laughs> you keeping me away from it it's like the kids in cages they just yeah. made it illegal to stop filming them. It's still fucking happening. It's yeah. like, what are you, what are you, what? it's like you're God and I'm fucking, I'm your, your peasant and you're just moving everything out of my way. And you're like, don't look into that. No, 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 no. Slap my hands. When I go and reach for a cookie, I'm like, Hey, like, let me get the sugar rush and the crash. Okay.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: I feel like you're in that boat too. I don't know though. You can be hundred yeah. percent. If you disagree with me, disagree with me. I like that. I just, yeah. Yeah. I'm in this state where I'm like, I think like most kids my age where I'm like, what the fuck's real anymore? And I think that's a concept. Yeah.
0: Like, like I'm there. I I feel what is real. What do I really believe in? What is, what can I really believe in? So that's why, like I said, like, I like to look at the facts. I like to look into things now. Like a lot of the people I listen to, like a lot of podcasts I listen to talk about real true crimes and real true conspiracies. And like, uh, that's where I learned about like MK ultra yeah. thing and stuff like that. I studied like that, that in college. Right. And like, so I listened to those things and then even they say like double check our facts, like don't just take everything we're saying at face value either. Like, you know that way, cause we're not like, we're doing as best we can to double check our facts. But if we miss something and you find out like we got something wrong, then you at least know, you know,
1: that's what I had someone who's uh, a recently who's a military historian, great guy, but he, he's, he's a teacher, but he's questioned me about a lot of stuff. And I would tell him stuff. And he'd be like, that can't be real. Then I'd look it up and say the article and he'd be like, okay, didn't know that. That's insane. But he also says like, as me and you, for instance, Chris, are broadcasters, technically, no matter what platform or how big of the audience it is, it's technically, so you got to make sure your ducks in a row. I just tell people, everything I say is just thoughts in my head or a conversation or opinion. Look it up. If anything, I get you close to the area. I might be off about some numbers and billions and trillions of dollars because when the government's just tossing out money with no receipts, it's hard to keep count. But, you know, I, I, I get you in the ballpark of what I'm talking about or what I've yeah. been seeing.
0: Yeah, you get, th- you get people thinking. And uh, it's actually funny because I listened to that episode before uh, uh, doing this because I was working last night. So I had my podcast on. David's episode? And I listened to that one you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The David O'Keefe did you look yeah did you look up any of the shit though at that time i came home we did this
1: man fucking my school amelia Earhart and flight 19 was the same goddamn documentary i was watching i got a mixed up i was like this is from eighth grade knowledge hang on a second like, I, had to, I had to pull that out of my template and i was pretty sure i was high in that class like i was yeah. <laughs> so i was, trying, I was to-
0: trying to think of like the the, the, the premiere you're thinking of that starts of the nest and i couldn't think of it because that's as far as i got in the episode wait the pro what You're talking about, like, there's a premier or a prime minister that we hate in Canada or something like that? That's Trudeau. That's Trudeau. Was it Trudeau? It wasn't. (laughs) I told him, I was like, it wasn't
1: with an S. But yeah, Trudeau was the one that had the Chinese people that tried to invade or not, or they asked to train their troops. And Trudeau said no, because enough people in Canada on that area that they were talking about said this is crazy and was trying to expose it It was like rebel news and a bunch of other place uh globe media network whatever hell it's called uh said it and said no you can't do that and then that's when he said no but that happened everywhere that wasn't just canada that was multiple other cold environments across different countries russia also as well too (laughs) everybody loves alaska there's something in alaska that's like (laughs) it's prime not alaska antarctica it's a That's prime it. real estate there because nobody can explore that shit. A long time ago, I was doing another podcast around the same time this one was, but I used to do this one weekly rather than daily. And um, it was a uh, fill in the blank, which was specific topics. Well, there was a, government project called Operation Ice Base or something like that, or ice foot or something like that. where there was a base in the Antarctic that was a Russian like laboratory. It ended up breaking off and floating into the water and this was floating in areas of water that were different countries' territories. So you could just picture a bunch of different countries on a ship be like come into my territory, come into my territory because <laughs> yeah, you couldn't exactly. yeah. you couldn't get on it if you were from Japan if it was in this the United States because then you're breaching national lines. So then eventually American forces got a helicopter to drop a person down on there and get some information and then hop off just in time. And I did a a report on like just a conversation about it, like that specific topic. And someone who wrote the doc or wrote a book and a documentary on that person who was involved saw my episode and commented like, he passed away three years ago. Thank you so much, because this is like an unknown thing. Throughout. And it's like, yeah, those rare glips of history that don't get talked about are important that are out there. It's like night witches in Russia. There are a group of women during World War II that flew in these crop dusting airplanes and freezing below temperatures at night. In Russia, where it's cold as shit, wearing like clothes that were men's clothes, but they would cut them and stuff up stuff the boots so they could fit into the boots and they would bomb Nazis in the middle of the night. Like nobody talks about that shit.
0: Yeah, I've heard about them uh again through other podcasts I listen to because like again, no one really talks about them, so they like to go into some some some, some obscure shit like that, right?
1: I'm supposed to really be doing a guest though. appearance later and I got a fucking um they told me to find a scary story shout out to literary <laughs> Lushes. i'm on their podcast yes. their book podcast but they're like can you pick a, a scary story from your state i'm like i don't know any scary stories there was a a, a story about a goat man in maryland he's half man <laughs> half half goat but he's I he's a scientist that. who was experimenting on goats and <laughs> i guess some there's another podcast listening to he's like he fucked a goat i don't know i don't judge was i don't he like goat
0: man or, or is he like the greatest on uh, uh, the greatest of all time man
1: <laughs> i i get i i think it's goat man but um i looked it up and like i'm looking into it. i'm like i didn't even know this was in my town and you start to realize like there's so much information out there you're never going to consume it all and then that's when i have my panic attack mixed with your bong hit
0: <laughs> well actually that's interesting because like um you were just saying about how it's like a goat man in your area of town uh we recently just started another podcast called uh moore's horror emporium do you have uh,
1: any guest slots available
0: (laughs) maybe one day uh right now it's basically like a a horror podcast where we talk about horror stories uh some of them i'll write uh other ones i like found in a book that we have about horror stories and stuff uh so we have some big plans for halloween coming up to read some cool ones and stuff like that um one day, I just, episode. one
1: day, I just uh, want to read the tablet of Gilgamesh on my podcast. And just have it. They found it in a Hobby Lobby. That's nuts, man. A hobby Lobby. That always makes me laugh. Just I don't know why, just Hobby Lobby. Because it's a fucking $1.5 million tablet that was found in the goddamn Hobby Lobby. That sounds like a plot oh, to a movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like a fucking, who's that guy? Uh, the Angels and Demons guy.
1: Jesus. Dan Brown. Oh, <laughs> <Jesus>? <laughs> Dan Brown book. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a band.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, our first episode came out, and we talked about a, a. There's a old courthouse here in London, Ontario, that's haunted by a prisoner that was hung there. His name is Peg Leg Brown, and you apparently you can hear like the clopping of his peg leg across the fucking grounds every now, and then, like when late at night and shit.
1: Uh, I just, I just picture someone going, is that pig leg brown? Yeah, yeah. Pigling brown. It's
0: <laughs> so a pig Where are my there money? Is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, apparently
0: he had said that no grass will grow over his grave. And so like, uh, there was like a little spot on earth where there was no grass, where he basically think he was buried. And, uh, they say that, you know, it's either that or because they was buried with Lyle or Ly, which kills the fucking earth there. But the funny part about it is that later on, that place was paved over and a parking lot was put there.
1: So technically, no grass will ever grow over his grave. (laughs) I know what I'm going to watch after this podcast. Fucking X-Files, man. You got me in nostalgia mode. I remember (laughs) I would just go to my uncle's house and it was like he was single, but it was my brother's dad. So my brother's my half brother. So he's we call my uncle. And um I would just go there and be like my brother was older than me, but I was like thirteen or whatever. My brother'd be like, here, just sit on the couch watching TV. And it'd be like that movie with that one chick underworld or whatever the movie's called. Yeah. And I would watch that and then it'll be X Files and they would just be gone for hours. And I guess they were getting <laughs> high and just fucking. Cause I would, I would smell Thanksgiving and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <Thanksgiving>. <laughs> but um I would watch, I would watch X-Files and I just got a major nostalgia flashback where I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. X-Files, man. Those were some good ass shows back in the day when you're a kid, just not knowing anything and the body was missing for 48 hours and nobody was ever seen again. But then someone <laughs> saw a picture of them the next day at a gas <laughs> station, getting a turkey sub, but we don't think about that. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's it was a really fun. <laughs> it's a, it's an experience and a half. I liked scary stuff, but I don't know. Some podcasts I listen to, it's like, I, I get it because it takes a lot of work to do that. But I just like people bullshitting about the topic, not really focusing and like reading the whole lore and story and the stuff behind it. I'm like, I like the story, sure. But then like the only one I saw that was good about the goat man was like a live episode and they included mm-hmm. like music in it. And I'm like, I don't fucking like musicals. So I was like, Nope. Yeah. <laughs> goat man musical. That's that's different. <laughs> People are like you seen Hamilton. I was like, I hate fucking musicals. I it just reminds me of high school musical. I'm not seeing shit where anybody's <laughs> getting up and singing about a life they've never even experienced. <laughs> uh, that's true. parts i refuse to watch in a disney movie where i skip through them i'm like nope they're fucking singing again and i'm fucking going through (laughs) about 10 minutes of hercules i've seen the rest of it's all singing i'm like fuck that
0: (laughs) oh you're missing out man disney movies are fun
1: that's my that's my hell (laughs) is if i get hit in the head and everything turns into a fucking musical oh my god it's like the the
0: episode of buffy the vampire where she i think something happens like that to her and the whole town
1: becomes a musical (laughs) couldn't imagine that <coughs> I would be like Clint Eastwood with a 42 caliber core, 42 <laughs> bullet gun, just firing off rounds. Nice. <laughs> the music just doesn't stop. Like that's the theory of like, people are like, there used to be a saying called going postal. And it was about yeah. a male person shooting things up. And then I guess they stopped saying it because people actually, male people are actually doing it. But there was a big issue of male people shooting up places.
0: Well, I and, think that's why it got said. Because yeah. it's
1: a big issue of mail people shooting up places. And it's like, why are they doing that? And I'm like, because the mail never stops. It's a task. It's all mm-hmm. you want to do is complete the task. But the mail never stops. There's always going to be mail. You know, your job's going to end after the day. But even if you deliver all the package, there's new one that comes in at the end of the night. And you're like, fuck, I got to get that done tomorrow. And it just never stops.
0: And then you got to think about the shitty people you got to deal with because you show up late with a package, you know, not everyone's going to be like, oh, that's okay. (laughs) Fuck the mail system. Fuck you, motherfucker. I don't
1: care. (laughs) I had a package that was heavy as shit. And the purse, it wasn't even that heavy. It just said heavy on the box. They dropped it in my front of my driveway, not up to my steps, the driveway. And I'm like, I was backing out of my car, like in my car. I was like, is that my fucking pack? fucking dropped right in front of my driveway like he didn't even bother to carry it and i give her a break because she's an older woman and i get it but it's not that heavy but i i am 23 so it's kind of like i can't compare say, yeah. my strength to a 70 year old lady's strength but god damn it hobble your ass up my driveway <laughs> you got
0: to you know, walk her in there, don't you? Just put that shit in the little cart. Nah, I'm not
1: that. If I would have saw her with the package, I would have grabbed it. But I, know I didn't. That. I was just wondering, like, damn, it's, it's fucking raining out. And you got my package in the fucking <laughs> driveway like that. Not even under an Honestly. umbrella. <laughs> At least put a blanket on top of it. Like one of these blankets I got on my chair.
0: Yeah. That
1: it's are like fucking that. everywhere, by the way. Like, everyone has one. I do, too. Yes, yeah. actually. Uh, we had just put it out in the hallway. <laughs> I picture a little elf that just, like, makes them. <laughs> and then just throws them in random because everyone has one i have one on my couch over here i got one over here i got one i got four in this room and i got <laughs> two in my bedroom and then i got like three downstairs i just find I them we i'm even like have I don't a carpet. Like... It looks like those <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking 80s highness that's what it is just that 80s elf just <laughs> listening to grateful dead and fucking taking lsd and making a blanket i think it's for me it's just like growing
0: up we had a lot of those things because we were native and it just looked like, like native blankets
1: native to what i'm just native american <laughs> that reminds me more of like a mexican blanket than a
0: yeah sometimes well they're very
1: similar like you know it's a very similar culture i feel offended that means you think all white people look the same no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say we
0: look the same this is similar
1: <laughs> i had someone say that to me they go all white people look the same i'm like i don't know about that I don't think anybody looks the same. You can tell no, distinctive yeah. features about a person's face.
0: Yeah, It's like, I think uh, one of our old friends used to say that about that. It's like, you know, um, Asian chicks all look different or something like that. And white chicks look all the same. It's like, well, no,
1: they're attired. Everybody looks different. Yes. White <laughs> chicks is Uggs yeah, and a North face jacket. <laughs>
0: And that's ratchet chicks.
1: <laughs> well, I'll say I went to a bo- like bonfires all the time in high school and there was just chick. that they all wore the same shit. I was like, you guys are wearing black leggings, Uggs, and then a North Face jacket. You all look the exact same. And then there was the one chick who wore like a punk rock meg. Mech- I think it was a uh, breaking Alexandria or something like that shirt. And it was like, yeah, she's a rebel breaking Benjamin. Break it's out. Uh, it's asking Alexandria. That's what it is. Okay, <laughs> had a weird graph. A cool graphic on the front, but you knew that. It's like back in the day when there was emo styles where everyone had their yeah. hair like black thin, and then it looked puffy in the back. There's like right. a lip piercing, and they were like biting their lip <laughs> in the profile photo. I hope they all get flashbacks like an acid trip on their fucking Facebook memories. <laughs> I hope. Oh fuck! Actually, it's funny you say that because that's literally my girlfriend. <laughs> she has a picture of that exact like photo you were
0: just explaining.
1: There's um a picture I saw someone's like do you prefer country chicks, goth chicks, emo chicks, punk chicks, rap chicks and it was like a whole list of chicks and they all were fucking hot. I was like I would I would like I'd like them all. Yeah. <laughs> they all like but it's like the stereotypical like what they would wear how they would yeah. look in their photos and it's like they're all fucking hot like which one's most appealing to you and i was like then someone put up another picture after that it was like who would you take and it was like uh, uh or mug shots right. and each girl had like a name under it and the thing name under it said murder next one was larceny. next one was like arsonry. <laughs> next one was like th- a theft next one was like a grand theft auto next to i was like damn it why is the murder one so much more hot than the others i was like that's one where i'm like damn it what did she get what did she murder for man because i don't want to like wake up to a knife don't they say crazy is like sexy as hell yeah but do you want a spider death <laughs> or afterwards they take your head off <laughs> you got it like right you got Mantis. that yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah um it's interesting because like in high school even yeah r- roughly high school i remember being more attracted to, like, the goth look a lot. So it's just really funny that I ended up with a girl that dressed goth in high
1: school. It's dark and mysterious.
0: Yeah. You know, just Because so, I think it's also because I was always afraid to look goth myself, being half native. So I always thought it would look weird if I tried to, like, you know, do, like, the goth look.
1: Uh, I had friends that were Native American that were goth, so it just there was just, Native
0: Americans at my school that were goth. I still couldn't do it myself because okay. I fucking felt weird. Maybe you just can't rock it. Like I could,
1: I could exactly. rock. Mut- yeah. I bet you I could rock mutton chops. I bet you Dude, I could. I'm trying
0: to take a drink. Don't do that.
1: <laughs> Is that funny? Damn it! You're like the tenth person to laugh at that, I was like, <laughs> I bet you I could be that one because we all know someone who's bald you and has rock a beard. It.
0: You could rock it. I'm not saying you couldn't rock it. Just you know, picturing it right now. It'd be weird.
1: I I could grow a mustache like that for sure. Like the one that curls up. I could rock that. Because just because the haircut. But with mutton chops, I'd have to rebrand my whole look.
0: Maybe. Grow your hair out, maybe. Get a little spiky up. Put some shoulder pads
1: in. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think it's by coincidence that you ended up with the girl who was gothic or emo, Or do you think it was just uh, what you like?
0: I think it's just what I like. Because also, like, she didn't, like completely changed out of being a goth person when we met like she was still into like metal kind of t-shirts and
1: because uh, that means i'm going to end up with any girl that's not white <laughs> that's what i was that's my dating history yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> hey man it's a melting pot right <laughs> that's what i'm saying i was like I, I just care about the things i don't know what makes me attractive. maybe it's just listening. because i well, find after every as, like, guest i have i'm pretty attracted
0: <laughs> thank you thank you uh i was gonna say they say it's like the differences right like you're attracted to something that's not exactly always in front of you so like when you're when you're attracted to like someone that's a different race or a different color it's like hmm i think it's because it's different it's new it's something that you not noticed a lot
1: i just like aggressive that too yeah like <laughs> my ex was like like, don't let me get out of the car and fight this person because I know you can. I'm like, oh, I fucking <laughs> like that. That's awesome. Like, a Leah Remney type is my type. Yeah, I see. <laughs> or um, Michelle Rodriguez. I don't know who that is. Um Mariah Carey. You watch any of the Fast and Furious movies? I Oh, I know who. Oh, is it the chick on there? Yeah.
0: Yeah, the Dom's girlfriend. Yeah, I know who you're talking
1: about. Yeah. I don't like the Fast 9 or Fast (laughs) movies, but I've seen them all.
0: Yeah, not a fan. I've seen up to, I think, seven. Then I stopped.
1: (laughs) My uh, best buddy is a Fast and Furious fan, so he drags me to all the theater openings. Also, every Spider-Man, because he's like, you look like Tom Holland. I was like, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> i was gonna say something earlier but i didn't want to
0: <laughs> i have a, a
1: a guest that listens that just sends me screenshots of clips of my episodes with my face mashed up next to tom holland and i'm like
0: i've seen it a couple of times bro i've seen it <laughs> hey man it ain't wrong it ain't bad <laughs> toby's
1: my spider-man forever
0: <laughs> yeah toby was great um didn't
1: like the third one as much though because he kind of i love that one everyone hates it they're like what the hell is this shit? <laughs> kid goblin i was like i don't care <laughs> they made fun of it in my favorite movie this is the end so i'm happy with it <laughs>
0: oh fuck! dancing that's this is the dancing part just really threw me it's just like oh that looks just so cringe <laughs>
1: <laughs> i like that part too <laughs> they had the little bit of venom suit on him and he was dancing around yeah.
0: Maybe I got to be a younger person for it.
1: <laughs> I'm there. Is, apparently, him and Andrew Garfield are gonna have 40 minutes in Spider-Man: Far From Home. So, oh, is it true now? Yeah, is that' what's going on now. <laughs> 40 minutes. I don't know. I was hoping the whole movie would just be Toby, or the three of them all together the whole way. <laughs> that would be just be to- too many cooks in the uh, kitchen. Toby
0: being that like you know, um, run down old Spider-Man that's kind of gotten fat a little bit. You know, like you ever seen the, Into the Spider-Verse?
1: Well, they CGI him, so he's like. Thin and he's looks yeah. younger too.
0: Oh, okay. So it's like, say, could be better for you. I'm like old looking.
1: Did you think like Doc Ock looks years. exactly the same as he did in Spider Man? He looks way cgi You could tell they couldn't CGI his mouth though, because his teeth looked like they aged heavily. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's okay. He should, the villain should have bad teeth, right?
1: I think they should just look exactly how they do now. You get to <laughs> compare them to when they were younger.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, we should get an old Toby where it's like he's been at. Being a Spider-Man for years, right? If it's from a different multiverse, right? He should be like, you know, that Spider-Man that's been doing it for years now. He's kind of like, I'm ready to give it in, like, kind of suicidal for this (laughs) shit. Just Danny Glover. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: That'd be great. Why (laughs) can't we can't keep talking about it or spoil the movie for everybody? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, Chris, we've been talking for an hour and a half, man. Oh shit work it well you're high as time moves differently no (laughs) i appreciate you for coming on again man it's always a pleasure i want to get you and eric on but i got to get eric on again too
0: yes (laughs) it was fun we actually just did a podcast with them last night
1: thanks for the for our podcast huh thanks for the invite i guess
0: oh sorry
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding yeah so uh, yeah well hopefully we can get you to come on
0: ours one day you know talk shit like uh how, where does a smell smelt,
1: or where does <laughs> it constitute a, a space? Does a fart <laughs> stay in a space? <laughs> yeah. But, Chris, where can people stuff. find your podcast and any of your books? Uh,
0: well, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, all the links, um, Google Podcasts. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Always More Pod, uh, Instagram, and Facebook at Always Room for More Podcasts. Uh, that's if you want to find us on all the stitcher and all those podcast programs look for always room for more sorry little stone <laughs> that's our podcast though we like to get high and talk random shit so that's
1: why i figured i'd bring my bong on with me with this episode
0: and uh, have some fun
1: <laughs> and i appreciate you for being on and thanks for listening to this episode of out of the blank stay tuned for our next episode